What's up, everybody? Welcome to Omnic Lab 126. This is the podcast that focuses on strategies inside the game of Overwatch. We are um, basically just like a lab. We test and trial and error. Things get a bit crazy. Sometimes things blow up, especially when you introduce Dynamite into the new kit. This week, we have myself. Um, my name's Rob and Andres, all the way from Atlanta. I'm patching in from Japan, and that's why we're recording at really odd hours on uh, Friday night at like 9. It's kind of, a, kind of a strange thing, but we're sitting down this week with... Farah and soon-to-be Ash expert, Faria, welcome to the stream. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to have you. We were able to meet you at BlizzCon and had a quick like exchange there with the Heck craziness yeah. that was the streamer meetup. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> it <laughs> it really a good was a mess. It's a good mess. Yeah, we got mm -hmm. a, a really nice picture out of it at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> So basically this week, guys, we're talking all about Hero 29, Ash, and of course, Bob. And we are pumped to connect with uh, with, with Freya. And we're just going to start right away, just getting to know you for those unengaged. We have a good stream popping today because you've, you've been able to stream right up until the show and kind of host us. But for those in the oh, back yeah. end listening to the recording, tell us a little bit about yourself, your streams, your content, everything. Hey, guys, my name's Freya. I play a lot of... Um, projectile and now hit scan dps at a gm level and i peaked at rank one farah for uh, for overbuff at least and yeah hey guys new ash expert too uh because you've yeah. been streaming a lot of ash right yeah i've been i've been spamming a lot of her just to try to learn everything and get um just like try to figure out everything all the nuances about her hero because she is she's so interesting and her skill ceiling is insanely high she's like she's got like anna's anna's like playmaking and timing combined with like widowmaker's just like kill potential and it's just it's just freaking insane and i can't wait to dive into <laughs> we'll get into all that in just a second what about right um how did you get into overwatch and a little bit of your background as a gamer before you got into the game Overwatch is actually my first uh, FPS. I started oh, in cool. silver, but just have uh, grinded my way through the seasons. And yeah, at first my mechanics were absolute trash. So I had to I had to make it through the ranks on like things like game sense and shot calling entirely, and that lends really really well to like Sombra and Vara. So hopefully it does the same with that. Very cool. Okay, um, we're going to jump in through a quick series of announcements, and then we'll get right into the interview about the hero, because I know we're all awesome. itching and chat to get through this. So quickly, uh, we have a game night with our, our, um, our podcast at the end of every month on Friday nights, and it goes for a long time. So basically starts early afternoon and goes until the wee hours of the morning, depending on where you are at in the world. We do PC and PlayStation 4 and Xbox as well, and that will be November 30th in our Discord over at Omnic Lab. Um, dot com. You can just go to links and click the link for our Discord. Um, we also have a special sponsor, Top Score Solutions. Uh, user Ben, aka I Need Peeling, is offering free business consultations for people in esports uh, that want to be a part of that or a, just do coaching, starting teams, developing app services, etc. You guys want to boost your subscriber base? Check out topscoresolutions.com or find them on Twitter at Top Score Esports. We also have our official official partner, uh, the Omnic Meta. Um, also known as Switch on Twitch and uh, and um, and Twitter, and Switch is basically the guy that gives you all those stats. He's got his new personal stat page that you can monitor. Um, you can just go and check your own stats, and he kind of like does what Overbuff does, but kind of simplifies it into more of relevant things for you to be really narrowing your focus in. And last up, if you guys want to find our Humble Bundle link, if you guys want to subscribe to the new Humble Bundle monthly, you can go find that by typing exclamation point humble in the chat or in our Discord. That's going to do it for our announcements. But actually, I have one more um, minor thing. But I was actually able to hit Diamond for the first time after the show last Woo! week. So I was awesome! really, really Woo! hyped about that. Yeah, I know you've been guys. fighting hard for that one, hard with your ping, but you finally made it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Playing from Japan on NA servers is not very kind to the ping, but I've been super <laughs> that excited must to be do hard. that. Yeah, 180 MS average if, for those oh, ones. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I played mostly Ana and actually Hanzo. I was just dumpstering people with Hanzo this this season <laughs> for whatever reason. But you don't want to hear about me and talking about Diamond Plat Chat. Let's talk about Ash, okay? <laughs> I run this show. All right. 
So right, let's go I'm ahead. curious, like everyone kind of loves to describe Ash in their own way since she's really new and doing mm -hmm. a hero guide for a going deep episode about the a brand new hero before they've hit ranked is something we don't normally do. But on a hero that's very gun mechanic oriented, I felt safe doing it. What is Ash like meaning to you in the meta? What are you thinking is going to kind of develop? I know this is very predictive, but what is stuff that you've been really toying around with uh, on the outset Here's... before we get into the abilities? Here's what I noticed. Um, she gets dumpstered on by a Zen, but she gets helped a ton by Mercy. So I feel like that those two supports are gonna see a lot more use just because um, both of them enable Ash to get one-shot kills. And that is so, so important because her one-shot, you can you can literally quick scope that as, as fast as like Ana, almost as fast as Ana can. And that power is insane. And then you couple that with her ability to throw in like a TNT when enemies are knocked down. That's pretty much guaranteed. Like healers are gonna have such a hard time healing through that. So mm. it's gonna bring back that. It's gonna bring back um, res is also gonna be really important because pick potential is also a thing. Um, Widowmaker mm. versus Ash duels are also important because Widowmaker can can uh, try to line a slider from really really far away, and then that allows Ash's fall off to finally kick in, and then you you actually have the advantage as Widowmaker. But then, what else? What else? She's like, um, she's just like a better McCree. I don't know why anyone would play McCree <laughs> on Ash at this point. I mean, um, he, he has a stun, right? And they're bringing up Van the Hammer, so that's going to be good against... He's going to be much blues. better at those short-range duels than Ash. I think that's the yeah, main differential absolutely. that they're trying that's to push now. I agree. I agree completely. I've been saying uh, for a minute now that Ash is right in between McCree and Widowmaker. I, in place how Ash, she feels like right in between those sort two. Of. Like a little bit more long range McCree. And then you have a huge ability with her with the dynamite, right? The, yeah. the AOE and ability is like a weakness that Widow and McCree had for a while. You can't do damage to a lot of targets at the same time, but she has agreed, that. Agreed, agreed. And just a ton of burst potential. That's that's another thing. So I feel like she's she's like between Wuro and McCree, but then she's also this like Ana and Fire hybrid, which is why I've been liking her so much. <laughs> we can get into that why why that is a little bit later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's talk about like out of the, the core. So let's talk all the way back in. Like you're mm -hmm. talking with some people in your chat. You got like Bronze Teacher Day, right? You're trying to teach yeah, people yeah. how to how to learn the hero for the very first time. And what what would you what would you say to people like that? Like what what's kind of your core? Like this is what I should recommend you to do. Make sure you use all your abilities, type of things, or how you want to shoot your aim. How do you want to do use your your ultimate? Just very very much basic. Okay okay so um okay let's start let's start with uh, just basic cooldown usage. You want to be using that dynamite as much as you can. And um, we can talk about how to use that really effectively later on, but you want to be almost spamming it off of cooldown as um, as the fight breaks down and the fight continues because that is such a big amount of damage that you always want to be pushing out because it's putting pressure on the enemy healers. It's pushing pressure, putting pressure on whatever flankers that you might use it on and any bit of pressure or just like um, stuff that you can drop from the enemy is an advantage to you because that means that Say like say you you force out your Anna's nade early. That means your Reinhardt's not going to take it, right? And just little things like that. And um, uh, what else? What else? The, you want to play talk, at let's talk a about the nade. Oh, let's talk about the the dynamite for a little bit because I think that you're right. Yeah, sure. It's a, like a super main part of her kit. Um, mm -hmm. I've noticed that mm -hmm. using the dynamite, you can also build your ultimate like in really really oh, fast. Yeah. Just with shots, it, it takes a relatively long time if you're just shooting but the dynamite sure. especially if you can get it on several targets which is another thing to mention the more targets that you hit it on the the damage is additive right so if you hit three targets does your damage times three and it, it gets out of hand fast yeah i totally agree so it's it's all about hitting that well and it's using um using your own, your own movement and where you place that dynamite to make it easier to hit because we can get into that more there's like a lot of detail about that and <laughs> um uh, and yeah yeah absolutely just like finding finding good angles to hit. All right, so what about the gun? This is the this is the big point of contention for new players, right? Like the ones that are just mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I can just click and spam so fast, or <laughs> get in the scope. I want to shoot them all the time. I never want to move. Well, you have you know you have the movement speed reduction like Widowmaker, mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. also have the high speed with the spread. That's kind of like counterintuitive in some ways, um, yeah, especially good. since you want to have like a crosshair that doesn't show spread. It really yeah. helps with your aim. Okay, Absolutely. you want to talk about that? 
Okay, so anyone who plays Ash will immediately notice the shitty, shitty, shitty reload. And it's so incredibly <laughs> slow. You go into the reload, it's 2018. You come out of it, it's 2020. And it's just, it's incredibly slow. So you have to, t you have to keep in mind, um, that being the case, it kind of is already an indication as to how you should use the gun. It means that each bullet has to serve its purpose and spamming it out at hipfire to try to destroy shields, even scoping in and trying to destroy shields, you'll you'll really, really quickly notice that her overall damage output really sucks compared to McCree or Soldier or any of the other hitscan heroes, right? So that's not her purpose. Her purpose is um, to have a lower overall damage output than a McCree or a Soldier would, but bigger and better burst damage. And in a way that puts her in a less vulnerable spot than Widowmaker and like in a sense that she has to use more utility to get there so you want to think of the the gun more in a widowmaker like style than a mccree yes is what you're and, kind of and her at. primary fire is almost like um almost like smg like you should rarely resort to using it it's more of like a very close range kind of thing it's um it takes five shots five body shots to kill <clears> consider <throat> that and it's it, very it takes, minimal like, damage Exactly. And um, me and my chat were talking about this earlier. If you go straight up against a Roadhog and he's like, he's coming for you. If you hit every single shot, hip fire on him, it does about 480 damage. If you hit all headshots, not missing a single shot, it'll barely kill him through his, uh, through his healing. That's it's, crazy. It's like 900 and something damage. Yeah, it's, it's awful against uh, shields and wow. tanks. Now, when I was initially playing on this, I sent I sent a couple clips to our patrons kind of in the back end, but I noticed that mm -hmm. you could do a body or a headshot with the standard yep. and then quick scope immediately for a full headshot without being babysat by a Zen Orb or a Mercy Damage Boost. Yeah. So, and that was kind of like your core, mm -hmm. I guess your engagement or duel. I mean, of course you can do two headshots. You can do two of any hit, right? It's just mm -hmm. like you, you got to make sure one of them is a headshot somewhere along the way. It can be a two-tap, yeah. Yeah, goes she... with dynamite. If you hit somebody with it, it's uh, one more shot, and then. They... Okay. Mm -hmm. I, she does seem like without mercy or sin, like you were saying earlier, she's a two-tap hero. You have to hit mm -hmm. at least one headshot, and then usually finish it off with uh, your primary fire, which is fast and easy. You can spam it a little more, or even uh, a melee hit. Uh, your dynamite is a good finisher, especially if they're running away from you or kind of turning the corner. But yeah, do you, what you're mm -hmm. saying, Rob? I feel like. That's kind of what you want to be aiming for, getting that hit shot and then just finishing off with anything that's at your disposal. Yeah, yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. All right, um, let's get into more of just uh, general purpose stuff. So now you can get into the more kind of intermediate to advanced tips if you want to. Mm -hmm. Just break it down with anything you'd like. I'll uh, we'll probably want to do... Uh, let's talk a little bit more about Bob and then we can go into pretty much everything, right? So let's talk about making sure, something okay. happen, right? <laughs> so Bob, um, Bob, I think his DPS is something like 112 or like 120 or something like that. 100 damage a second, around that much. And it's the total over the entire course. It's over a th just over 1,000. And um, his, his function is very, very similar to the old Molten Core turret. Do you guys remember that? When, yeah. Um, yeah. when it would go up to super, super high health and just really spammy, heavy lock-on damage. And um, and for reference, 112, 120 or so DPS is close to close to Farah, pretty much. Hitting every single direct rocket. That's, As a that's squishy, a you don't want to so be around Bob for too long. Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> do not want to. You're going to get melted. That's two, that's a two-second time, less than two-second time to kill. So um, he's very, very good when you throw him somewhere where the enemy can't break line, line of sight or somewhere where they're going to have trouble deciding whether they want to line of sight Bob or something else potentially more dangerous. So things like um, if you send it out during a visor at an angle where it forces them to have to deal with a crossfire or during like a diva bomb, it's like pick... Pick the the worst of two poisons, right? And then that's where it's most effective. Absolutely. I have noticed one thing about Bob the more I play with Ash, and it's that Bob covers one of the biggest weaknesses that Widowmaker or McCree or characters like that have. Mainly those two, though, uh, which are incredible heroes at getting picks, at providing pressure, uh, heroes that demand attention, 
but they're absolutely terrible at contesting the point, especially if they're just by themselves. <laughs> but Ash yes. has Bob and Bob is actually amazing at contesting the point mm -hmm. because not only he counts as a hero that can, you know, trigger overtime, he can uh, cap by himself, he can move the payload. Mm -hmm. He's also a huge body, a tank-like body, which also is good. Like if people are throwing things at Bob, like nades and other things, like you, you kind of want that, right? Because he's not one of the main mm -hmm. heroes. So I don't know. I think he's really amazing in that sense and really brings Ash um, a whole other level, level that the other heroes don't provide. I completely agree. Yeah, it's like a it's like a level three turret that you can throw out, <laughs> and it's um it it commands so much attention for the enemy team, and yeah. So and there's so there's some other cool stuff that we want to talk about with Bob, but we probably mm -hmm. should get into the other stuff and how to get to him, right? Because oh, he's I have, gonna I have be all the time. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, that's yeah. why you're here. So let's talk through just overall hero playing so what are your we, we got through some fundamentals and now we're going to talk a little bit more about positioning because when you're playing a hero like ash that overlaps with mccree and the other hit scans like soldier and and um and widowmaker you have to really figure out what this new positioning is going to look like moving forward with a brand new hero and this is something that is going to be a little bit easier for players right now to do mm -hmm. because we have a lot more frame of reference of comparison by virtue of com like comparing Ash to when you introduce a hero like Orisa and Ana and like you have all of these and uh, and Doomfist and Sombra like these heroes are oh, completely yeah. different styles of play whereas Ash Absolutely. has got a little bit more of a thing that we're used to. She's like a hybrid of a lot of things that we already know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, her general positioning should be similar to what you would do as Zarya, honestly. You want to stay with your team. Your um, your cooldowns can help them a lot in like peeling for Ana, especially. Like your coach gun is so good against a Doomfist. Never underestimate that. It's so, so good. And you're inherently as Ash, you're weaker against Tracer and Genji in a 1v1. Uh, tr not really Genji, just mostly Tracer, Tracer and like Sombra. You're weaker against them, and it's literally just a skill matchup to see if you can hit their sh hit the shot or not. Um, almost like Widowmaker, right? So you're not a McCree in that sense, but um, you're way better at providing frontline pressure. And you can also do your flanks if you're confident with your mechanics. And um, there's one thing I want to talk about later. Do remind me when we get to the really advanced stuff. You can set up some insane play, uh, insane plays for your team if you can. Uh, be in voice chat, be shot calling. You can give them a specific time and you can make these insane, like, insane plays. We, we can talk about that later. You're talking about with the coach gun or what in particular about her kit? In, um, in the sense that you can use her dynamite almost like you can, like, a set nade. If you guys have seen ML7 stuff, when he, like, looks into the sky at a particular spot, he throws oh, a nade and he right, right, right. 15 seconds later, mm. we push them here and it's going to land. <laughs> that kind of stuff. You can combo it with Bob and you can get some crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've already started yeah. seeing some trick shots with that stuff. Yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get into all that stuff. Um, let's talk about the coach gun for a little bit because I think the mm -hmm. coach gun itself makes Ash really unique. In the sense that she can be very brawly, like you said, Zarya, or even McCree, where she can be in the middle of the enemy team, behind your Reinhardt shield, putting pressure out from there. But then she can mm -hmm. quickly reposition and gain the high ground, almost like yes. a Widowmaker with her grapple. You get so much verticality of this, and I think that it opens up to a lot of versatility with the hero, right? You can get so many um, tricky angles or creative angles. You want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, I totally agree. It's it's like a better grapple, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. Is. it's instant. It doesn't break on like a wall, and um, yeah, it's it's honestly, it's so it feels so good to use because um, that's the part that ties into fire a little bit for me because I'm so used to having vertical mobility, and then when I have that taken away from me when I'm playing McCree or something, and I have to take the stairs, I just feel like there's so much downtime. <laughs> I'm not guy. McCree, take team, the stairs, <laughs> right? Just like I'll it's so right so slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it feels so so much more snappy and it feels like you can get so many better angles for your dynamite too and you can get um you can get like trick shots with bob like shoot him over roofs or like slide him on roofs and get him around corners really cool stuff that you can pull off but, yeah. yeah you can deal with the coach gun too right because it's based off of where you cast it not where mm -hmm. where you are in the 
kind of just like exactly. general like it's, vicinity. Yeah, it's completely like it disregards what you shoot it on. The knockback comes from the gun itself. So um, you probably already noticed this, guys. But if you blast the air, you're still going to get the same knockback as if you were to hit the ground. Right. You can use it as a double jump. Um, you can jump and then do yeah, it in the air and jump again. Um, but not only that, you can use it against things like Doomfist. You mentioned that Ash is actually kind of good against Doomfist, and the Coach Gun is a big reason why Ash is good. Uh, if you guys haven't tried it, if Doomfist tries to seismic slam you at any point, just Coach Gun, coach gun him and see what happens. He ends up like seismic slamming and another continent. Like he flies so far, <laughs> and you're good. Bamps is over to Nubani, and you're on freaking Volskaya. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So with with regards to using the coach gun, there's something that I kind of wanted to have you talk a little bit more about. Not just mm -hmm. that we don't require, the, or the game doesn't require you to hit anything to get the knockback, but like mm -hmm. maybe this will help you guys understand what happens with the coach gun. Is it's kind of like you basically are putting in a gigantic explosion on a sawed-off shotgun, and that's what the coach gun is. Mm -hmm. And so anything around that works like a concussive blast on Farah, which exactly. is why we have Faria here because she's so familiar <laughs> with the concussive blast. Okay, and it's honestly the closest thing that there is, and they just add some damage where the explosion happens, and they put oh, it yeah. on next to where Ash's position is. And so if anyone else that is an enemy gets hit by a pellet near that explosion, they will also receive the same knockback effect. Now, that being said, that means that the horizontal movement is about the same for Ash as it is for anybody that you get shot, that gets shot by it. But there's also a slight modification in the vertical movement that probably is more important to really touch on here before we move on. Okay, so um, you gain you gain a lot more air vertically, but you traverse the same distance if you were to go at a 45 degree angle versus going straight like zero degrees or like any other variant. You go the same distance pretty much, but um, there is a little thing. I, I wish it was a thing. I wish you could do it, but you cannot concuss, uh, you can't concuss, uh, coach, uh, coach gun your way <laughs> downwards. So if I were to be falling out of the sky, I can't propel myself to fall faster mm. if I were to shoot above me, unfortunately. That would be nice. It only shoots you back horizontally at, uh, okay. at most. And um, it's, it's extremely good for peeling, not just for a Doomfist, but for even a Roadhog, because the range is fairly big. So as long as you're within um, within decent range, like 10 meters or so, you'll be able to you'll be able to reach him. And if you get that on him, even if he lands the hook, it's going to throw him off a ton. He's not mm -hmm. going to be able to walk forward for that one shot. And we're going to be seeing a lot of hogs soon. So right. it's going to be really good counterplay. It's technically like a Lucio Boop too. So in any situation yeah. where Lucio Boop is good, Coach Gun is good as well. Um, and it does require some practice. Like you were saying, people who are used to the concussive blast from Farah are probably going to have an easier time adapting to the hero. But it's almost like whatever direction you want to go on, you have to aim it the complete opposite. So yeah. the, the more you get practice with it, the better you'll be. Because the ability does bring a lot of utility to the kid. And you want to be able to kind of reposition yourself on demand, be able to be like, I want to jump, you know, diagonally right and be able to do that on demand fast enough um, to be able to get those trick shots, react fast to the enemy. Um, and it's going to take a little bit of practice, but once you get it, it feels really good. Mm -hmm. All right, I want to go back to dynamite because this this ability is nuts, right? So, oh yeah. What I want to just give you, okay? We don't normally do this where we talk about like raw numbers a whole lot because it is mm -hmm. audio mostly. But guys, just okay. listen to this, okay? So dynamite does thirty to seventy five explosion damage within a five meter drop off, okay, of the center of the dynamite. That radius f looks a lot bigger than it actually is, and I, I wonder, I remember, I was watching the second-to-last game you were playing today, Fariha, where you're yeah. like, how does that not hit? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this radius is large, in, in at least in the graphical representation of it, and so okay. I wonder if there might be some things that they still need to tweak with this, but I, again, I not so confirmed too. or denied, it just feels weird. <clears throat> but again... If you're at the center of this blast when you detonate it, that's 75 damage plus another 100 damage over the course of five seconds. 
Wait, hang on. Is it is it five meter radius or is it five meter di like diameter? Because they're very different things. This says five meter radius meter. according to the wiki page. So if the wiki page okay, is wrong, okay, that would mean that would mean a ten meter ten diameter. meter diameter. So it's ten meters across. It's like a, a one tr a one and a half trees are blinks wide. It, it does seem pretty pretty big. That it's, seems a bit seems big. huge. It's like sm a little smaller yeah, than Grab. Yeah, it's bigger than Grab. It's bigger than Grab. <laughs> and now, to give you guys an idea of the damage potential of the ability, you mentioned the numbers here, Rob, but if you were to theoretically hit this grenade or this dynamite into the all six heroes of the enemy team, it has a potential to do over a thousand damage, a thousand fifty to yeah. be exact. So that right there is a diva bomb in terms of damage. Um like, again, it does it, have that ticking over time, so it does yes. have a little right. bit of it, it, it won't it, like burst nice. you out, but like I don't think there's a lot of heroes that have the potential to just do a thousand damage out it's of like, like a ten second to... cooldown ability. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and it's the ability to put pressure on their healers too, because that um, that fire damage is not cleansable with any any kind of healing other than health packs. No, no form of healing, even if it's an ultimate, like even Zen Trance, it won't take away the fire damage. It'll heal it fast, but it's it's still going on, so you're still getting that ult charge. And, right, it's um, like negative healing when Trance is coming is like just exactly. less less output potential. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's it's insane because you hit that cooldown right on the person. It's 175 damage. Okay, Crazy. I'm going to go retroactively on this, you guys. It says area of effect five meters. It doesn't say radius or diameter, so just to okay. be sure. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, that's probably diameter. We're just going to make sure. We're just going to make sure <laughs> yeah. that I don't get a bunch of hate mail like 10 months down the road. You guys were wrong on episode 126. <laughs> that happens. It happens. Yeah, Zari, Zari Bubbles will wipe it, and so will health packs, but no kind of healing will cleanse it. That's what I'm saying. And because, you know, now, it's not a 10-second cooldown, what you said, spamming it becomes super, super useful. Like, you're probably not going to get many six-person dynamite hits, but you, on average, you can get two or three people um, pretty consistently, I feel, when you throw them out. Yeah, maybe. If they're playing Death Ball, at least. Yeah, if they're grouped up, sure. yeah. Mm. Or chokes or any place where they have to kind of, like, cluster up for any reason. Yeah, it works totally pretty well. Agree. And it, it super punishes those teams without shields mm -hmm. because they're just going to get farmed with that ability. Well, even with shields, I think that after you've gained a little bit of practice, like lobbing it almost like a McCree uh, grenade yeah, over the Reinhardt shield, then you can detonate it right on top of them. So even the shields mm, are just like a it makes pseudo... It, yeah, it just makes it a little bit harder. Yeah, it just makes you have to practice a little more with Ash. <laughs> mm -hmm. Agreed, agreed. So something interesting that I was thinking about this with uh, regards to dynamite, this is kind of like maybe a little bit more of high strategy thoughts, mm -hmm. but when you used the grenade and you're hitting two, three, four targets or more, and we're thinking that the meta is going to involve something like Mercy Zen, right? These are very much single target healing mm -hmm. um, things that are going on. And, and generally, if you're going to run one or two of, uh, let's see, one, if not both of these heroes, it's going to be limiting to group healing. And so the pressure on the healers that we're really discussing here is the the constant babysitting they have to do because it's not just like you can heal them and then they're good because it just keeps going for five yeah, seconds. exactly. It's exactly. 20 damage a second is giving you the idea, out, um, not regarding armor. So again, Brigitte still seems like a crazy hero, right? Because it does negate mm -hmm. the ticking damage of this through the armor. So it cuts it in half to effective 50 damage over five seconds instead of that. If yeah, armor, I so. hadn't thought about that, but the damage over time does make it like really awkward for Zens and Mercies that are relying on then stopping taking damage so they can, you know, self-heal. Because um, other than that, you're just relying on the other healer having your back. Yeah, Mercy's self-heal doesn't trigger because she's just burning. Right, or Zen's shield won't trigger any uh, either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it takes away the passive regen they have. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so you guys are right. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it will have one of those like Ash enabling healers, either Mercy or Zen, and then depending on which one is chosen, we would have more of like an AOE healer, like maybe Anna with her nades. But then you would have to consider things like Lucio and Brig would be really, really strong. Mora too, because they just have better group healing, right? Right. You just basically want a Mercy or a Zen, and then you want mm -hmm. something for the group coverage. That's kind yeah, of the yeah, idea that much. we're looking at, which is interesting because as before, yeah. we we're trying to think of somebody who has a crap ton of healing. We didn't really think of it in realms of group versus single target. 
But now, the more we're getting more heroes, the more that kind of Overwatch has developed over the last two years, the way we're looking at how we're going to support our roster is what what damage and tanks do we have, and then how can we inform our decisions based off of that? Do we need a bunch of group healing? Do we need, like, single-target support? Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting how they've kind of developed this over the course of the last two years. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk more with your um, Bob usage and kind of like your typical setup. Uh, you, you said to mention this as setting up plays, shot calling with with uh, Ash. Like, what's what's kind of more of your advanced tips here? Okay, um, more stuff with Bob. Okay, can I can I talk a little bit more about Dynamic? Because then oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. More of, of course Bob's as much as you yeah, like. There's a lot of stuff I wanted to mention. Yeah yeah. So um, uh, like we've said before, um, Dynamite. I don't know if I said this actually. It's really really easy to shoot if you don't ad spam. It's um it's just dead on. You throw it out and then you just aim up or down depending and then you're able to shoot it pretty consistently hit fire is pretty good for it uh if you want to be really really sure that you hit it then then you scope in but if it's like your first bullet it's gonna hit right it's not gonna have that spread on it but um but but you want to um if you're not gonna do the 80 spamming and you're gonna just like spam like forward back or not gonna move at all you have to be with your team and that's where that comes into play because you don't want your head like taken right off as you try to do that but um also high ground does help with that hitting it over rain shields you um you definitely want to hit it uh over your enemies you want to throw it up especially the closer your enemy is to you that you want to hit that dynamite on the more upwards you want to throw it you never want to throw it directly at them because dynamite has this weird thing where it bounces and depending on the hero model or who you're fighting it bounces in really really odd ways if you throw it on hammond it rolls under him and then you can't shoot it because he's he's massive if you hit it on zen it can bounce like either <laughs> way depending hamster. on like which part of it he hits so it could bounce like above it's like it's like a football bouncing it's impossible to that has to me so, it feels bad when it happens you're like no yeah, my, or sometimes it feels really bad or sometimes they might even like go in front of it so when you yeah, shoot it you shoot exactly them the instead thing. yeah yep and it feels really bad when <laughs> that happens so you want to throw it up and because the area effect is so is so forgiving you if you are able to hit it immediately and they time that right you're able to hit them it's less likely to damage you too because consider this the way it works it's like a sphere right if you hit it while it's on the ground it has the biggest chance of hitting you whereas if it's higher up the part that like reaches downwards it's it's smaller the too so you're away. not going to damage yeah. yourself yeah exactly and, and you can feel them. awesome by hitting a fair out of the sky with not having to really hit her tiny model. You're just like, I'm just going to throw this <laughs> giant explosion and hopefully I hit it. Heck yeah, exactly. It's also a generally good habit to have just to kind of throw it above the head and shoot it in the sky because of all the reasons you already said. Plus there's other threats, right? Like Genji's deflecting or even mm, Diva Matrixes, exactly. right? That are kind of like live in that range, Way throwing it above. Yeah, yeah, you can dodge those things and kind of like play around them. And it's a lot easier to hit. Once it's in the ground... There's a lot of variables that can happen, you know, people stepping in front of it, it, it bouncing yeah, off of things. Yeah. In the air, it floats, it's almost floaty, right? We haven't mentioned that, but the dynamite itself, when you throw it, is a very floaty object. This is almost like it's, in slow um, motion projectile. A little bit, yeah. It's like slower than Ana's nade and also a little heavier. So if you try to like throw an Ana nade up at a wall, it's not going to fall very much. Dynamite will fall a lot over long range. It has like a very steep drop off. It's like that, right? It's like mm-hmm. nose dives down yeah. eventually. But um, <clears throat> there's a very, very cool thing about Dynamite. And this is where a lot of the like super, super high skill comes into play and why she's her, well, I think her skill ceiling could be one of the highest of just any hero in the game is that her dynamite doesn't start to tick down on its fuse until it touches the floor or any kind of surface where it actually That's starts right. to sit. So you, taking that into account, you can hit some insane bounces or throw it up into the air and lob it above where the enemies are even going to be looking. And you know, um, usually that takes 10 seconds when you, do, when you go for those skybox throws. And yep. if you're able to land them and you time your bob, this is where it all ties together, and you tie your bob to, um, time your bob to go in maybe over a roof or on a corner or whatever, to go and pressure them at the same time, you can force them into the, like a back alleyway or around the corner, and then as they're turning the corner, your dynamite's already there and it's gonna explode. And it's all in the timing. I wish I could jump into game and show you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool like, because yeah. not only does it not detonate, but you even have a little bit more wiggle room because once it's down mm-hmm. on the ground, you have, 
I believe it's 2.2 seconds. Yeah, 2.25 seconds before the thing will detonate on its own. Mm -hmm, And then if Bob goes in and they happen to be around it, they know it's there and they're trying to get out, not only will Bob kind of stop them or make them force into a decision to choose whether or not they're going to stick around or their escape route is going to have to change, Mm -hmm. but if he does hit somebody, it's going to knock everyone up in the air and give you an opportunity to detonate early. Yeah, exactly. So it's really cool. It's it's such a versatile ability. Because you can do trick shots like that. You can use it to just generally put pressure on the enemy team. If they group up, it's a huge deterrent for that, right? Like, don't group up Mm -hmm. or you're going to get dynamited. Um, But (laughs) not only that, the dynamite serves a bunch of purposes as uh, a a dueler or just in general to get picks in situations that other hitscans would not be able to get picks. One of my favorite uses of the dynamite is that you can use it to corner check with it you can uh, just throw it down a hall or around a corner and as soon as it goes around the corner you shoot it and whoever is you know hiding there dodging your bullets uh will get hit and one you'll know that they're there or two if you're having one of those kind of standoffs with another widow maker or something one of the easiest ways to dodge a hit scan is just to kind of like move around the corner you know ad spam around it and with yeah. Ash, it's just that doesn't work. You don't want to be around the corner like that because she can still get mm-hmm. you. Exactly, agreed. And it, it it feels so cool to be able to have that around the corner damage. It's very much so like um, Junkrat's concussion uh, concussion mine, right? But like twice as strong, almost twice <laughs> as strong. It's very crazy. very strong. Or you can use it to finish off um, low level or low health targets yeah, in the middle of a skirmish. Yeah, or Several times I've used it, for example, there's a guy with like one health and he's running in between their tanks, you know, kind of hard to hit. Shields are coming above him and stuff. You just just throw the dynamite and it's a guaranteed hit, right? Because you're not having to account for his AD spamming or anything. You just throw it near him and you can just shoot Mm -hmm. a very predictable projectile. So it's almost like an easy shot, right, that you can take in that point. Totally agreed. Yeah. And, um... There are some there are some crazy hero synergies that you can play uh, you can uh, use with that too, because um, think of think of Hammond's seismic slam, uh, not seismic, uh, pile driver, right. or think of Orisa's pull. When they pull them up into the air, you can just throw the dynamite on the floor. It's fast enough that you can shoot it, and then they're forced to fall back down because their horizontal movement is uh, mm. their vertical movement is locked. Right, they're they they're forced to fall back down, and so you can figure out synergies like that to help your team break into their team and there's so much cool stuff you could do absolutely i i just imagine that a dynamite and then a nana nade you might kill just the whole enemy team in like one orissa pool like that <laughs> maybe that would that would suck to be on the other end of nade dynamite bob pull hook all the cc <laughs> oh no shatter do it all there's not enough hero combos, man. There's just so many. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about Coach Gun. Let's go back to this because yeah. I've been seeing some really cool stuff with people using Coach Gun for finishing targets off, for mm-hmm. setting up things where you're like, I know this guy's tailing me. I'm waiting for my Coach Gun to come off cooldown, and I'm going to pop him back and headshot them. You know, you have that combo. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit more about kind of like just the situations you find yourself in and not just using it for movement, right? Okay, so... um. While movement is a big part of Coach Gun, it's um you're totally right. It's uh it's got its other usage too. Remember guys in the hero reveal short? Remember that Genji who tried blading and Ash was just like, well, nope, you're <laughs> you're gonna eat a face full of bolts. And that's that kind of stuff is gonna be so good because not only can you peel for your teammates, it also it also locks your target in a specific amount of specific like linear path of movement. It's kinda like so the Doomfist uppercut. Pretty much, kind of like that, and it locks them in a certain movement. makes you it makes it easier for you to even just land a body shot on them. That could be enough, or it could be enough to knock them off a the map. There's a lot of things that you can do in terms of that, right? Legion Gardens is going to be a fun, fun Ash map, <laughs> and um, just a lot of stuff, right? And um, and yeah, it's like uh, it's definitely one of those cooldowns that you almost want to treat like um, like flashbang. When you're not using it for movement, just the fact that you have Coach Gun is such a big deterrent for flankers like Genji. 
or Doomfist, those two especially, because you're so reliant on like melee range attacks, right? And just having it is enough of a threat to make them go like, hmm, do I really want to engage them right now? Just, I need to wait it out. And so, yeah, that's another key part of it. One thing that the chat was mentioning was that at close range, is very hard to fight as Ash. And at, at very close range, she's unlike McCree. She doesn't have the, the flashbang, fan the hammer. I'm going to burst it down real quick um, right in her face. <clears throat> she doesn't have that ability. Uh, the dynamite is actually a big liability at such close range unless um, you get really practiced at like shooting above you, moving away. Mm -hmm. But generally you don't want to just shoot it at your feet and, you know, burn yourself oh, yeah. too. <laughs> um, so at close range, she is a little bit weaker, but the coach gun is a great tool um, to solve that problem. Not only exactly. does it space you out and gives you distance, but like you said, it gives you a very predictable linear movement on the enemy. And that's your chance right there. That That's your out. Uh, you get the space. Exactly. They move out predictably. That's when you have to capitalize. And some mechanical skill will come into play there, right? You have to practice with the Viper. It's the main part of her kit. Um, so you do have to get the shots with her but it, a lot the, her toolkit uh is amazing for her gun it just revolves so well around it mm -hmm. i completely agree and um crap i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> let's move on to the other thing it's okay that's <laughs> fine it's fine do you have any so tips about, about uh, her gun in general? Just maybe yeah. practicing your your aim or improving with it because oh, okay. it, it does um, take some time with it yeah it does take a little bit of time I was talking to my chat earlier about this too, and we were trying to figure out how does her scope translate, um, how does her scope sense translate into um, like Widow and Anna's scope sense? Because the FOV, like how much it zooms in, is completely different from those two. And so we were talking about like the perfect one-to-one -one ratio with a scope sense, where on Widow or Anna, it would be like 37.8 or something like 38. On Ash, that would be something like 51, I think. So I have, I'll let you know here that if you go to our Discord, there is a lot of work I was doing with a guy named Real Pete TV, and yeah. we found some things on the official competitive Overwatch subreddit for this specific thing. There is a calculator, and I'm oh, looking awesome. it up right now that you can do. You just punch in. Here, I'm going to grab this um, this link here. Yeah, we can maybe post it in chat calculator. for everyone here. That I'll post so it in cool, chat right yeah. now. If you, you, if you go to this place, it's called desmos.com slash calculator. And then there's a couple other things at the end. I'm not sure if it'll get you there. But basically, you set your Anna, your Anna or your Widowmaker scope sense to the top. And then you set the bottom bar to 66. And it'll, it'll just shoot out whatever, whatever you want. And that's what I ended up wow, doing. So okay. I, I think I use 40 or 44 <laughs> um, for Anna. And it's like, you know, it's, it's like 50, 55, 52, somewhere around that range. And, okay. and just to kind of clarify, because I feel like this is a little bit advanced for people who don't play the game too much or anything, but if you go into the options for Ash, there's an option to increase or decrease your zoomed sensitivity, which is slightly different than your regular mouse sensitivity. Um, she's slightly different than Widow um, and Anna, for example, because her zoom sensitivities or their point of views once you zoom in are so far into the target yours is kind of like midway or like very short to midway um so your sensitivity to point of view ratio is just a little bit different and if you're trying it to maximize to what the scope is right 2.0 versus 1.5 right and if you're trying to maximize your consistency with the hero you want to have a similar sensitivity when you're scoped as when you're unscoped, right? So you're not guessing or your your mind is not trying to constantly adjust no, for to that play difference. With different sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Faria, sorry to cut you off there. I just wanted to make sure that you you need that there's a resource out there to help oh, you kinda no go one to one. Yeah, this is this is really good. It's actually really, really close to what I had um set. It's I was only like 0.5 off. That's awesome. Oh nice. nice. Thank you for you had, you had honed this in already. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. Close. <laughs> so close. So close. And you don't need okay. like a calculator or anything. You can do it by feel, but the calculator might help you get there a little quicker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about map dependencies. This is something that we've been seeing a lot more recently with other heroes. We're just like, well, this hero is really good. Or like Orisa is really good here. Reinhardt's really good here. Dive's really good here, etc. So let's talk a little bit about that with Ash. I think... um. 
She's going to be strong where she can always obtain high ground. There's certain two C, uh, there's certain King of the Hill maps that she might be a bit weaker on, on because she has to constantly look up, but they, there are always bits of high ground to circumvent mm. that too. But it also places her away from her team and makes her uh, susceptible to getting dove. So there's also that to keep in mind. But um, maps where there are a lot of uh, corners, long line of sights, just like Widowmaker, they're all good. And most maps have areas that fall into that category. And because she is a hero that t tends to stay with her team, she's not too um, she's not too map dependent. I'm. Okay. I was gonna say she the same thing. Like I, I kept trying to think like where. Would she be bad? And would she be bad? Exactly, And honestly, yeah. there's not a lot of places where you wouldn't, like, you would say, like, no, Ash. Like, Farah, for example, there's some maps where you definitely just don't want to run a Farah. Just, there's no space to fly, right? And you're, you you want to be a free bird yep. up in the sky. Um, but with Ash, you don't have that problem because you can brawl up in the front line. You have mobility. So if you get tired of that, you can just go get high ground real fast. Um, one of the main exactly yeah right one of the main weaknesses of the other heroes like my and widow sometimes they don't thrive in king of the hill because of their lack of mobility right when you go oh, into yeah, these yeah. maps and you have dive compositions running circles around you it's kind of like oh man but ash again doesn't have as much of that problem because she does have some sort of mobility she can contest the point by herself if needed um with the help of bob so i don't know she just seems very versatile for a hero in her category and we haven't had this before and makes me really excited because i don't know it's a very it's high very skills he ceiling hero that you can use almost in every map fits in many different compositions you can play her in so many different play styles um i don't know you want to speak a little bit to that i think um somebody in chat is saying like narrow chokes <clears throat> with limited angles that's totally true um, that's true with Widowmaker too, but especially with Ash because she doesn't have the one-shot ability that Widow does, right? So it's if you hit the headshot, they had the chance to just retreat and kind of hide, and it's not always possible to get that dynamite off depending on where their tanks are positioned, maybe where your team is, maybe you can't get in the position where you need to uh, to be able to hit that, and there's something to take uh, take into account. Um, she, like you said, she is really, really versatile because all the other DPS heroes, they're so weak at contesting the point other than Doomfist because you can just like kill shit really quickly. Yeah. But, or like Tracer, um, you can pseudo contest sometimes, kinda, you know, just because of your all about, cooldowns, right? Yeah, exactly. But she has, she has a big thing that can just like go into the point, cause a lot of ruckus, cause a lot of damage, maybe get a kill too, especially if you're able to knock somebody up in the air, right? That's an easy target to finish off again because... Um, targets that are locked in like vertical movement, whether that's by grapple hook, whether that's like jump jet, they're always very easy to kill, right? So very easy shot to line up. And so I feel like I feel like she she can be viable anywhere, especially especially on like when the objective is involved. Mm, when you have bottom right. least. Because you don't have to be <laughs> present, right? If you have your ultimate, exactly. you can just chuck it in there and then go dive them. And it takes away a lot of the rush and panic that comes with having to get that overtime contest. Because a lot right. of teams, um, especially you'll see this in solo queue, when um, when you miss that last chance to group at like 75 or 80, you mm -hmm. really have to force like somebody to go on there and touch so that the rest mm. of the team can make it back. And that kind of takes takes away that panic, which is really good. And it's usually a sacrifice, right? Like the person who, who yeah. makes it to the thing, it's like sacrifice themselves. Like, Guys, I'll, I'm going to give my life so that yeah, we can contest a little longer. But like Bob Pretty is much. great. It's great for that because you, you can send Bob into the middle of things. You don't care that much, right? Like he's doing his yeah. job as long as he's soaking damage and cooldowns and everything's getting thrown at him. That's kind of what you want. Not to count that your healer can actually heal him. Um, and nano him. Yeah, and nano him, do all this stuff. And several times it happened. Don't encourage them, um, Freya. Don't I, encourage them. <laughs> <laughs> but several times it happened that I was like, you know, throwing Bob to trigger overtime or contest the point last minute. And by the time my healer got back, they would just pump heals into Bob, um, allowing him to stay there for the entire duration of the ult. And by that time, my entire team was back and the enemy team had depleted a bunch of cooldowns on Bob. So my team could just like come in like... All right, here we go, guys. <laughs> Let's go get him. Let's go get this bread. But yeah, like you're, you're totally right. And it's like, um, 
He he gets uh he gets trans healed too. He gets beat drop from Lucio. He gets passive healing from any of the healers. So it's, he he's treated like a hero in like another like a seventh hero in every sense, and um, he's he's only really killable when the enemy has the space to be able to focus him. So this is why like timing is so important with him. But consider like a like an ulting monkey. He has about the same HP and similar like similar hitbox size, a bit bigger, right, on monkey, but consider that monkey is like hacked and he's like trapped in a junkrat trap that's how easy it is to focus him down right and it's, mm -hmm. it's um it's easy to but it's considering his damage his sheer damage output they have to have that space they have to have that shield or a diva like taking the damage for them mm. to be able to dump all that resource like, into that. i i am very glad you brought that up because timing is everything with bob the ultimate doesn't actually last for very long. It's, a, it's what, it's like 10 seconds or 8 seconds, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, so it's not forever it's that you have it there. Yeah, it, it might be 10. Every All her cooldowns seem to revolve around 10, so I want to say 10. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But if you throw it at the wrong time and Bob goes in first... It's very easy for the enemy team to just, <laughs> and I see your your sad face over there. Uh, yeah, it's very easy to just focus on Bob. Like the enemy Reinhardt can charge him, Roadhog can hook him, um, in, and basically immobilize him until he's dead. And if it the whole enemy team is shooting at him, he actually dies fairly quick. But like you said, if you throw it right at the, the break of the fight, right as your team is engaging, and he's just like a huge body that they have to deal with, as they're dealing with your team, there's just not enough damage to take him down mm -hmm. quickly or efficiently. Oh, yeah. And if they do, then they're giving your team a, a, a button of space that it's already worth it at that point. Absolutely. And there's things like, um, there's certain matchups that are just so bad for like the enemy. Like if they have, if it's like a strict Ryan v. Ryan, like Ryan's Aria, Ryan's mm. Aria matchup, and you have Bob, if you send Bob straight at them and it hits their Reinhardt, no matter if he has shield up or not, he's gonna get knocked in the air. And you get the so shatter. your Reinhardt has free shatters every single time you have Bob, and so that's like um, yeah, I I don't know how Zarya Bubble interacts with it. I think it prevents the knock up. I'm I'm not too sure. I think it prevents um either the damage. Although only, I feel like I've knocked up Zarya's with Bubble on. I was gonna look that yeah, up before the show. Like yeah, yeah, we might have to yeah. do a little bit of testing here because I feel like I've. Mm knock Sarius up with bubble but it might have been that i hit him and then they bubbled like right after yeah, they got hit right been. so it gets right. kind of hard yeah, to tell now there's some cool interactions i want to highlight real quick the thanks to our friends over at overwatch central that did a crap ton of ptr testing oh, on this yeah. um and they they showed that there's a very 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 tiny and inconsistent window in which you can get interrupted for using the ultimate but largely the broad brush stroke here yes. is that if you use Bob, you cannot get interrupted. If you can kind of make that assumption, there is a very, very tiny inconsistent window that you can, but it's very, it's like, it's even sometimes hero dependent. And like, sometimes I have to like do it like almost the second you hit the button, you're getting interrupted. It's it's like super small window, but it generally speaking, you're going to get it off. It happened to me once and I was so confused because I, I said like, Bob, and like as she was saying, before she said do something, I got stunned by like a Brigitte <laughs> or something like that. And then no. Bob never came out. And I was like, where's my Bob? No. He never came out. <laughs> Where is my butler? <laughs> they need a voice line he didn't, like that. He didn't do <laughs> anything. Bob didn't do something. He, he got yeah. stunned to a blue, just like the rest yep. of them. And then there's another thing that's really interesting that they were talking about that um, I'm sure, Faria, you've been testing this extensively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's there's a set distance that he runs, and it's, yeah. not, it's not distance based. It's, it's based, based off of time. Yes. So if you speed boost him, if you try to do a cc to like move him while he's running he's still going to run for the same amount of time until he hits someone or something that can stop him mm -hmm. so keeping that in mind there is um there's also a really brief window where he like spends like a split second deploying his gun that you can kind of like get out of the way not just when he's running and then on mm -hmm. top of that if he does hit a wall or hit something you can deploy his guns earlier by just yeah. saying i'm not going to go for the cc i'm just going to throw him into this corner and we're going to sit him and do protect the president for 10 seconds like we just randomly called in a bastion or you know yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing so there's 
so many different scenarios that people are going to be developing over the coming months that we mm -hmm. don't even know are good use cases yet because of how versatile Absolutely. this ultimate is. For sure. And I've been doing a bunch of testing, just going into custom games and getting alters really fast. Um, Bob is a very, very weird ultimate mm. in just terms of casting too, because he comes out at like the top right quadrant of your screen. So if you were to, to divide your screen like this, like horizontally and mm -hmm. vertically and get into four, it would be the top right. And, um, and so knowing this, you can't look straight. You can't have your crosshair in the middle of a doorway. You have to have your crosshair at the bottom left corner of the doorway so that Bob will actually go through the door and not get caught in the wall. To the oh, right. interesting. That's what usually happens. This is super, super weird. And um, like you said, it's based off of time, not quite distance. So it's actually possible to throw Bob onto a roof. And you know how um, most heroes, when they interact with the roof, they kind of get caught a little bit and then they start to slide up, depending mm -hmm. on if it's like another roof. In, like, like a slant. It in. Right. Yeah, like you can you can kind of slide it or you get caught on it and it slowly like pushes you off. Yeah, okay. You can do that with Bob and make his run shorter. You can, That's also possible. Because it's time-based it'll still give the knockback if you like send it the right way oh. and they're also if you throw it on a roof depending on where you aim it on the roof he he will curve after the run so he'll drop at the same place no matter where but after dropping he can go slightly more to the right or slightly more to the left and on Hanamura B I wish I could show you guys right now but there's this is a spot so cool. Yeah, there's a way you can curve him around. There's a way. Um, do you know the uh, the attack like say you're attacking point B, right? Right. Okay. There's the top there's a top right engaged like area, right? Up yeah, we have to go up the stairs, yep. yeah. You the can you can jump onto the rocks behind as a defending ash. Uh, coach gun yourself onto the roof and you can throw Bob and depending on where you throw him, you can curve him to um to have line of sight of uh, the middle hallway, like the the high ground hallway. Okay. That's like right above the the entry gate of Hanamura mm -hmm. Putbi. You can g make him go up the stairs, or you can curve him outwards towards the mega. Outside. Oh, interesting! So yeah. interesting. from that same spot, you can so kind of like choose your engage location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. I I really think that mm. it, like trick shot bobs are definitely gonna become a thing. Uh, <laughs> trick, <laughs> trick bob shots. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's canon, boys. Let's Cause, do it. Because the thing is. <laughs> He's very weird to shoot, and I was. It's funny that you mentioned all those things because I was about to ask you if you had any tips for aiming mm -hmm. Bob. Because several times um, I've already shot my Bob off of the abyss, or I've shot him and he ends <laughs> in like in a corner all by himself, yeah. like looking at nothing. It's and I'm like, no, weird. Bob, that's not what I meant for you to do. Oh, there's a there's a couple more interactions you should keep in mind. Um, when you're this is this is particularly important when you're attacking because attacking you have a lot of um or even defending actually no no scratch that just when you're peeking to the left when there's a wall on your right side covering your right and then you're peeking to the left ADAD mostly like a um you have to be very very careful that the the right side of your screen is uncovered by cover otherwise uncovered by the wall otherwise bob is going to run into that wall he's not going to go where you want him to go mm. so you can't just like barely peek out a little and throw him out you can do it if you're peeking to the right if your cover's on the left, but you can't do it the other way around because of the way he comes Because out. of the way it, it comes called Interesting. Yeah. Right. And there's also a weird interaction where he doesn't slide too much because um, any angle where he's thrown perpendicularly to a, a wall, where he's thrown at like a 90 degree angle to mm -hmm. like, it was it's almost like 40 to like 30 degrees even, he'll stop when he hits that wall. But if you throw it at like a more like a softer angle, he kind of, like Diva Bomb, it's like along the wall and he turns the corner. It's but he'll keep running. Strange. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Yeah, I'm excited because like this is the whole time. Diva scenario, yeah, right? Now, like, I want to go yeah. play with Bob like, now. I didn't know they could do that until I watched Poco play. You're like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Who's who's the Ash streamer we got to watch, you know? So it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um. <clears throat> Something also that, that a few people I've, I've gotten some questions on over the course of the last two weeks about Bob, when you are healing him or when he is dealing damage, there is no ultimate charge that is involved. Oh, so good, if you are dealing to damage to him or you are healing him, you are not gaining any ultimate charge. It is just identical to a Torbjorn turret at level three. You're not getting any ultimate charge for killing it, but it is in your best interest to either avoid it or kill it safely, okay? Totally. But as a healer, this is something that we haven't had a chance to interact with yet because healers can't heal a level three turret. 
-hmm. But if you look at Bob in that way, you can heal him, and it's beneficial to the team to keep him alive, et cetera, et cetera, but it's not going to give you any other benefit besides Mm -hmm. him existing. And I think I like that they did it this way because then there's no fear of you, like, sending your Bob last minute and then him failing, like, (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, and feeding or something like that. Like, Bob, stop feeding or something like that, you know. Here's a free road hog. Uh, so yeah it's and, nice um, no ultimate charge from it yeah yeah for sure that's a really really good thing have you guys done testing like does um if bob does damage to a target and then the enemy team's healers heal them do they get damage do they get all charged from healing bob's damage i'm pretty sure yes. as long Did as you you're healing at yes a hero because you're healing your, your allies it's right. based off of that yes. not based off of his damage so that's gonna be a thing that you can do against a Bob. You can manipulate is it. Is that if, if yeah, exactly, because he has over like a he, he can he can give you essentially a thousand HP of healing all charge, and that is huge. That is enough to build a lot of support ults, right? So if they For, botch like, an ult, chunk. you can make you can make yep. them pay because you're just saying, you can, well, we're gonna have Nano next fight because you screwed up. Exactly. You can have your like Ryan and other tank, Ryan D or Ryan Zarya, just kind of soak it and like kind of control it a little bit and then you can just heal it as you go. That means yeah. you can give Zarya's free charge too. Yep. That another is. another big reason to time your Bob at the right time, right? Because if not, the enemy team can kind of use it kind of how they want it or just get rid of it very easily. Um, Precisely, yeah. We are running a little bit out of time, but... Is there anything else, any other advanced tips or any things that you learned about Ash that we haven't touched so far? Hmm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh, her flanks and the like, the things you can do with Coach Gun, they're pretty straightforward because it's just like a, it's just like a double jump. So mm-hmm. whatever you can imagine would work with that. There's nothing you can, nothing too fancy you can do because it's not like Hanzo's like new jump ability where you can cross underneath like that King's Row flank third point. Oh, oh right. You don't have the wall climb. I've so died like, so many have... times trying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard one. It's like a try it at home, kids. <laughs> and, How to throw um, the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's just like things like um Hmm. Sombra can shut down an Ash pretty hard just based e. off based off of her hack being able to kill um kill Bob completely for like five Basically. seconds or EMP for eight seconds, which is almost the entire duration. And um you just have to be cognizant of that, and uh, timing is key. Timing is key because then, when Sombra wants to engage you, then you put pressure on their team. She can't. She has mm. to decide between the two, right? And so, I think Sombra's um, a good check for Ash. I really enjoy the fact that she's in so. the game. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm I'm trying to think of other stuff though. I huh. I guess one thing that we didn't mention the dynamite? is that kind of covered that. Hmm? I was gonna oh, say. Against heroes like Roadhog, for example, if it's just you, you're going to have a really hard time killing them because Ash is a very bursty hero, but it's kind of like Farah. A lot of burst in like single shots, but the shots are very slow and spaced out in between them. So trying to kill targets like a Roadhog that can just heal himself and kind of run away just by yourself is going to take you a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're better off just focusing squishies, 200 or less uh, heroes. Totally agreed. Mm-hmm. Something She's I noticed worse off her. at facing tanks than Widowmaker is, and that's mm. something you really have to consider. Because mm-hmm. Widowmaker's thing with tanks is even though she's generally weaker than them, she can two-shot most of them, right? Mm-hmm. Ash right. cannot. Ash has to like rely on like four or five shots, even if she gets the headshots. And so, so with her, it's like you, I don't know, like you, you almost never want to be going for a shield unless that's the only thing you can do at the moment, because shields and like tankier tanks, like Hammond especially. Hammond is Hammond really takes rough forever for to kill. Yeah, oh you word. like don't even bother. Especially <laughs> if it's if it's in a ball and you can't shoot his head, yeah. it's like tickling him with your little shots. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go totally. take a nap and coach gun over here so I can <laughs> peace out for a while. I'm done. Yeah, yeah exactly. Your best tool against tanks is like... definitely your dynamite, but your gun, oh, yeah. not the best against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you if you hit, again, every shot and you hit it super, super fast, that's only like 400, 400 something damage. Right. It's that can be get healed and between shields and line of sight. Like, it's just, yeah. you're not going to kill them consistently, I think. Not without the help yeah. of well, your Well, guys and girls. 
I think it's about that time to close the show and uh, say get our, our goodbyes. But before we do, just remember, this is not the end of strategy. There's always infinitesimally other streamers to go watch. We, of course, have one of the best ones here. We have Freya, if you're going to go Aww. watch Ash specifically, because she's going to be playing it a lot. You can watch her. You can also talk with us on our Discord, and I'm sure that she gets hundreds of thousands of questions if not on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, through <laughs> her Discord and her stream. So please go check those things out. If you guys want to support our show, the best way to do that is we have three venues. The best way to do that for free is just listening to the show and leaving us a review on iTunes. We have two people that have left us some very kind um, iTunes reviews, and we have our first iTunes review from Estonia. Ooh. So I was pretty excited to hear from OOAU. I can't pronounce your name, but thank you so much for leaving us an iTunes review. And also, I wish I could be the very best. Um, clearly a Pokemon trainer um, in, in their core. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for the kind words. We don't have time to read them off, but... Well, let me tell you, these are these are very kind, and I uh, appreciate that. If you guys want to support us financially, we're part of the Twitch affiliate program, so you can sub and get a quick, um, uh, we get an affiliate benefit from that, just like a normal uh, Twitch sub would. And also, you can find us on patreon.com slash omniclab, like the special folks here that are at the highest level supporting us on the diamond level. We have Top Score Solutions, Anthony E., a.k.a. Silver Loki. We have Solo PS4, Mr. Mars, Jan Jinkle, Terry F., Durandal, Roger B., Britmus, Shazir, Chris to play a tragic Zach and listen, we have no new patrons this week, but if you do decide to be a part of the scientist crew, you can do that and we will give you a quick shout out on the show and it helps us get to places like BlizzCon, especially for people like me who are going from one end of the, the globe to the other. It, it helps us dramatically. And yes, I do mean it dramatically. Um, you guys can <laughs> see um, anything that you're willing to ask us in questions, we're always available in our Discord at discord.me slash OmniClab. And if you're looking for any links, check out our website, OmniClab.com. That's going to do it for the show. Faria, you have the floor. Pimp out your stuff. Tell us where you can where you can find you, what, what your content is, where it is, and all that. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you guys again so much for having me. I had a blast talking through all this with you guys. Um, you can find me mostly on Twitch. I am live five, six, sometimes seven days a week um, through, throughout the week. And I'm live at like 11 a.m. EST. 11 a.m. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that right. Yes, at twitch.tv slash Fariha. You can also find me. Um, I do occasional content on YouTube. I definitely intend on making more educational edu educational content there. So you can definitely check that out for more guides and more like in-depth analysis and just like really advanced stuff if you guys are into that. And cool. um, also have a Twitter, which is more updates about the stream, about the community, about, about me. And yeah, that's it. All of that info will be in the show notes, and you spell it F-A-R-E-E-H-A. If you have not checked it out mm -hmm. yet and you are under a rock, then there you go. Um, Andres, where can people find you? If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at iPlayGames. You spell that I-P-L-A-I games. And I just want to say again, thank you so much, Fariha. You're such a pleasant person, and this conversation was super, super awesome. I'm glad we got to talk about Ash because he's a hero that I've been playing a lot. So this was super cool. Uh, and also, I see you wearing that Atlanta Rain shirt. Represent. Loving oh, yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Andres being a Georgia native has to shout out the rain. And I, gotta do, I gotta do it. <laughs> And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram with the tag not Rob. If you want to find me, I'm pretty much always hanging out in the um, Discord when it's not convenient for me, uh, just because of time zones. <laughs> but we'll see you guys next week. Remember to don't be a lab rat, be a scientist, and we'll see you guys on the flip-flop. Adios. Bye, guys. I have nothing more to teach you.